An ironclad drama at the Iron Bowl. What a classic. Also, Wolverines topped the Buckeyes again without Harbaugh in the game. And things got a little chippy on Rocky Top. That and so much more. This is Southern Roots Football Conference Championship Week 14. Coming your way next. By the way, the name of the show, Southern Roots Football Show. On Southern Roots work? Radio, right? On Southern Roots Radio. You freeze is dancing on At the sideline. At Auburn. Okay. All right. Looking like Elvis. And, and, and they, <laughs> what the hell? I kept saying, do what we do. Do what we do. Do what we do. No, I get on my O-line forums and stuff on Twitter. You know, oh, uh, you know, do you hear that chord? His O-line forums. You know, I didn't know those existed. Hey, hey, yeah. Wait, uh, is that where you're seeing all these pictures of uh, the belly and the maple syrup? No, I delete no, those. Okay. No, that's a but, completely different but, but, Yeah. I ran up on that one before, too. Hey, I, I, I don't know what you're looking at, Jason. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're looking at uh, some nice uh, Christmas decorations going up here. Got some lights on the tree. It's that time of year, fellas. Got a little uh, little tingle in the heart. Ho, ho, ho. Huh? Ho, ho, ho. Uh, happy holidays, <laughs> officially, and uh, happy post-Thanksgiving. Everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Jack Plant, uh, Trevor McAnally, Wes uh, Brown. We've got uh, also the big sweet Charles Sweden and uh, our very own spicy boudin ball from Baton Rouge, Cord Cole. Gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving, happy holidays. And Merry happy Christmas. Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I was slightly hungover last <laughs> Thursday. Thanks to you guys. <laughs> No, no, I think that was instigated by yourself, there, bud. Yeah, first, oh, I had a blast before. You know, I was listening. Back. I think the whole town could tell I had a blast. I'm Frank. Uh, I, you know, I was listening back uh, to the show, which, by the way, is up now. Uh, for those that were waiting, um, as you listen to this, you can go back and check last week's in case uh, it's worth it. I promise you. Uh, but uh, I was listening, and at the end, uh, Cord goes, "Hey guys, don't get off, uh, don't get off the phone here." And I was thinking, I was like. He's telling us not to get off the phone. He always gets off before I even can say goodnight. <laughs> and he's telling us to get off. And then we uh, we, we did have a nice uh, nice conversation uh, following that. So I thought he was going to talk business opportunities, and here he goes. We just shot the shit. Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, for a, I, I, for a good while. I yeah. stayed an hour. And I don't know how much longer y'all <laughs> stayed. Mama Kay was in there uh, back behind him uh, enjoying yeah. the conversation. I don't know if she could hear him. It's probably best if she didn't. But Yeah, it was, it was a good time, but I was a little foggy the next morning. <laughs> Trying to cook, there's nothing like trying to cook a nice home baked macaroni while yeah, slightly hung over. You were going to put it on the smoker. Did it make it on the it smoker? It did make it on the smoker. Okay, and it did it turn out all right? It did. Yeah. I mean, we ate a bunch of it. I, okay. I cooked a little too much, uh, which is what I always well, do. That's what I, you're supposed to do on Thanksgiving. Yeah, right? and um, it, it got eaten. If I had. If I had stuck to the one pound of everything, it would have been fine, but I went two pounds with everything. I mean, recipes are just a suggestion. Just suggestions. Yeah, fuck it. Just suggestions. Uh, Trev, how'd the uh, the turkey and the ham turn out? It was good. It was solid. Uh, We had a solid crowd. Had the fam over on Thursday. Uh, Didn't have a ton of leftovers, but um, what we did have, it got gone pretty quick, so... It was a uh, had a good time, good Thanksgiving. It's a great time of year. You get to see everybody, get everybody in. Um, got to see the family. Had a couple, uh, you know, friends I don't see uh, quite a bit that live out of county, out of state that came in. We all got together on Friday, so it, it was a good time. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to beat. That's, I love I love that. For Thanksgiving week's one of my favorite. Uh, Wes, how <clears> was the best. food, man? What uh, what was the best thing you had Thanksgiving? Uh, sweet uh, sweet potato casserole. Oh. What, what topping? 
Uh, pecans. Yes, brown sugar, right? Yes, that's yeah. my favorite. My my sister, shit, my sister was on sweet potato duty. She, she did, she did yeah. it two ways. She did it with the uh, brown sugar and pecans, and then one with marshmallows. But I'm I'm a pecan I'm not brown a sugar. Yeah, I don't like the brown sugar. Brown sugar, sugar sweet potato. That was my. I think it was my favorite thing too. Like brown sugar is good on anything. Yeah, my my sister does like the Ruth Chris recipe. Yeah. Oh man, that's the best. I'd say anything she cooks. Oh, yes. Your boozy ass would love Ruth's yeah. Chris. Man, you just seem like that kind of high food type. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet, sweet. Did you uh, did you lead the charge at your Thanksgiving deal? You were you were uh, you were like uh, or what's a uh, sitting pole uh, in line? Did- see, see, y'all said that and got in my head. <laughs> and, we still, and, and, and we say the pre-Thanksgiving prayer. Yeah. And nobody moved, and I was just like. You know Did what? you forget? No, I was just like, you know what? Somebody else is going to do it because everybody's going to shit on me. Nobody moved. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go lead the line. So I, <laughs> Normally, like, yeah. I'm but not didn't you text us and tell us that? I, I yeah. Didn't you say I led? Uh, uh, I didn't know what you were show. talking about I mean, at first. I, I and then it hit right me. up there and, you know, hey, everybody else followed. So, you know, it, it is an important it's job on Thanksgiving. It's being a leader. Somebody's got to be a leader. Hey, it's somebody. A leader. Hey. We was a, we was a leader. I'm the same way. It's like, you know. You got to do your job. I will always jump in front of the line and start a line. Like, I have no shame in that. But, you know, when you're hosting, you Always want to go last. Let everybody yeah. else get their their plates first and everything else. And we had everything spread out right here on the island. And you know, we set up where everybody's kind of talking. And finally, I'm standing over here and I'm like, "Hey, all right, hop in line, yeah, let's go." Somebody, I look over here, my uncle's all the way through the line. <laughs> he's already <laughs> set out. And I was like, "Yeah, he was ready to go." He, man. He's that uncle yeah, of the family, he was right? Ready. Yeah, every every family has one yeah. of those. Well, I hope everyone out there listening uh, had a wonderful Thanksgiving, enjoyed the food, enjoyed time with family and friends because that's uh, ultimately is what it's all about. Had some time to give thanks for uh, for what you got and uh, who you are spending it with. And uh, also, you might as well take some time to be thankful for this incredible game we call college football because it always delivers. And it was no, no exception this pack past week as we get into our opening kickoff brought to you by Society American Nashri and our tailgate menu located in the heart of the downtown square in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. And I tell you what, uh, quite the menagerie, quite the noshery of food locations happening <clears throat> on the downtown square. It's a happening little place. Good I, stuff. Um, uh, Trevor, I know you're, you're part of uh, some Main Street downtown uh, happenings, so uh, lots going on down there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's And Society's booming. right at the heart of it. Yeah, it's booming. Society's rolling. You got a couple new restaurants coming in, but um, working on you know downtown renovating the pavilion and getting downtown more of a vocal yep. point of downtown. It's it's cool, man. It, it really is. It's good stuff. Society, of course, at the heart of that, as we mentioned. And by the way, it is holiday season as we talked about. We're seeing the Christmas lights on the tree, and decorations going up as we speak. Uh, and so, as you're planning your holiday uh, uh, meal or gathering or or, or office party. And uh, somewhere in the uh, in the Lawrence County, Tennessee area, think about Society American Ostry for your um, uh, catering because uh, Jason and the, and the boys and girls do a fantastic job, some of the best around. Uh, and if you need a venue too, they've got locations for that as well, uh, right there in that heart. So uh, Society American Ostry, go check them out. And uh, when you talk to them, tell Jason uh, that Southern Roots Football sent you, and to get the Southern Roots Football special and uh i'm just curious I, I just want that to happen one time and to see what jason brings out whether it's a bucket of coors light as you mentioned last week or if it's something else so who knows will we get a fucking discount yeah we might <laughs> I don't know. i'm in 
All right. Uh, so, uh, hey, we kick things off. Uh, college football playoff rankings. Uh, they are set. Uh, only one more to come, and it is the final one. So, really, this is the second most important one because this sets up what happens this conference championship weekend and where we go. So, there's still a lot to go through. We'll get into that. Uh, also, uh, talking about the Wolverines and a new coach uh, back in an old, familiar place. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's start off with the college football playoff rankings. It came out as we record here on Wednesday. Last night on Tuesday, Georgia maintains their top spot 12-0. Michigan moves up 1-2 to two after their defeat of Ohio State. Uh, and Washington, uh, with their uh, win uh, in the Apple Cup, it wasn't easy, but we knew that that may not be easy. But they move up to three after getting the four spot last week. Florida State moves up to four uh, from five. Oregon moves up from five to six. So Oregon sits at five. Ohio State drops from two back down to six. And then staying at seven is Texas. Staying at eight is Alabama. Staying at 9 is Missouri, Penn State at 10, <clears throat> Ole Miss at 11, and Oklahoma at 12. LSU comes in as the first three-loss team court, by the way, at 13. And then Louisville taking it on the chin over the weekend, losing to Kentucky. And they had uh, maybe an outside chance at having a conversation uh, within the uh, top four if they could have won against Kentucky and then beaten Florida State, but didn't happen. Uh, so they now are uh, back at, uh, let's see, where are they? They're back at 14, but they still have a chance to uh, make a difference here uh, with what they're going to do. So um, top four makes a lot of sense based on where they were last year. Where they moved to Ohio State is six where they need to be. No, I, I, th- I, th- I think it's correct just for the simple fact Ohio State is just a placeholder right now. Uh, and, and, and Texas and Alabama being ranked behind them, it's all dependent on what they do in this championship game. So, I, I mean, nobody likes Ohio State right there, but, I mean, from I, I could kind of see them just putting them there with their, you know, quote-unquote resume with who they beat and everything. They're just sitting there as a placeholder. They're probably not going to move no matter what happens inside the top top five, but uh, I think seven and eight, Texas and Alabama, I think they're just sitting there – Hey, you got one more game. Show us what you got. You know, if you win, you're you're. They're definitely going to jump uh, Ohio State. Oh, Ohio what this, State what this is, shows me is Texas is fucked. Yeah, I think so. Ohio State's the only team in the top eight that is not in a championship game. So they're the only ones not playing this yep. weekend. Yeah, Ohio State's essentially eliminated because they're not playing this weekend. Yeah, I mean they're out of it. You know, I think you know, Wes, you said it with Texas. The only shot Texas has, in my opinion, the best shot, and I think it's the only shot is. Louisville needs to beat Florida State, take them out of the conversation. And then you've got to have Georgia take care of Bama and Texas win the Big 12. And you, you kind of need Washington to take care of Oregon. Because you do. If, because if yeah. Oregon beats Washington, Washington could stay in front of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're taught four. If they take care of business, I mean, it's, it, it's set. set. That's true. It's set. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's completely set. I think your, your main one is there's going to be a lot of conversation with Rotomaker and Florida State without Jordan Travis and saying, okay, even if they win – did they still deserve that top four spot? I Me think and Wes so. talked about it a little bit before. I, I agree. I, you know, I think if you go undefeated and then you win your conference in a Power Five conference, you should be in that playoff. You well, should be in that top four. And especially now that there's only four. But the, the issue that's going to rise to me is if Oregon beats Washington. 
because Oregon, to me, Oregon's the most complete football team right now. They're playing the best football. Bo Nix is playing at a very high level. Um, I think the defense Check down, is, Charlie. Dude, the defense is elite. They're able to go. They're able to go quick. They're, they are a mismatch for a lot of different teams. And, and I think they would be fun to watch in that playoff. But you can't take away what Washington did. If they are both even and they both have split right there and you take the conference champion over them, Washington still has a case, even though they've been on that downside here recently. They're still stout. Um, it's one of those is if Louisville beats Florida State and Oregon beats Washington, there's chaos. And if you throw in an Alabama win over Georgia, mm, it's a shit show. That's that's the real kicker. But, you know, I, I do think that uh, the way they set it up with, with moving Washington up another one to three and Oregon uh, staying ahead of Ohio State at five, which gives them an extra spot, I think it sets up whoever wins Washington, Oregon on Friday night is in. in. I think the winner of the Pac-12 Pac-12 winners in. Yeah. Um, I I, I think there's no question. Pac-12 winners in. Why does – if – I'm with – I'm kind of with Trevor here. Why does Oregon get in if they win that game? Like over Washington. I mean, does does the rest of the season um, not count? I get that they're a conference champion, but it's a – they literally have the same record in both of them's losses goes, to the other one. win when it matters. It goes, yeah. But that goes to your Texas-Alabama, your, your argument and the resume that they have. If Alabama wins and Texas wins and you have an even record. And Texas they goes over. Them, I, they have to, man, because that's why you play the game, right? Yeah. You, that's why yeah. you play the game. But the committee's not looking at it. They're looking at taking There's the a reason Tennessee's teams. still sitting where they're sitting. In all honesty, I, yeah. they're propping up Bama to give them that – it's just it's BS, man. And again, this and I get we can we'll have plenty more shows before this thing comes out next year. But I just can't wait because this I want to see chaos here to see what they're gonna do, and I'm ready for it to be decided on the field. And next year it will be decided on the field. It will. Um, be. <laughs> team, team team twelve or thirteen has no fucking argument next year, right? Hey, you says, can be says better. The, says the guy who's rooting for the team is sitting at 13 yeah. right now. And you're going to be, gonna be hey, on But the, the, the thing is, if, if, if we were to, yeah, if we were to get left out this be, year, I can't say shit. You know? The like, argument's going to be with the super conferences when you look at the Big Ten and you take away the divisions and you take away the Big Ten and you add the Oregon and the USC and the UCLA and all these, it's going to prop up these the schedule. So you're going to have a two-loss Ohio State or a two-loss Oregon that's going to be staring down that barrel as opposed to and saying, hey, look at my complete schedule versus, you know, which the SEC still, you're adding Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, it's going to it's gonna be a struggle at that point where you're going to have your – you're not going to have your automatic bids, but you should have your automatic bids if you win those conferences. But then you're going to have a lot of two teams that's going to – two lost teams that's going to be making their case. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I think we'll see it. I, I think Louisville play Florida State tough. I still like Florida State to win. But if the ultimate chaos happens and Bama beats Georgia, Oregon beats Washington, Texas wins, like it, it's going to be that's the kicker. It, it's going to be it's going to be wide open. That is like, the no, ultimate chaos. I, Iowa. I, I, <laughs> nobody's talking about my yeah. Hawkeyes. Yeah. But hey, but I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they're not jumping up with two losses from sixteen. <laughs> but next year they would. I mean, next year they would they would you know pole vault everybody in front of them, but. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be a fun championship weekend. Um, I think the main thing that we look at, though, is, hey, the four teams up top, you win. You control your own destiny. That's it, what you ask for the from the top It's the first round of the playoffs season, right? this week. Yep, it is, through and through. Question, any chance that an SEC champion, Alabama, one-loss team, does not get in the Final Four? 
Yeah, there's a chance. What's the scenario? I would love it. Really? By you, the way, you, you think they I would mean, leave them out? You think I, they would I leave think the there SEC is a chance. Champion if if it, they sit down, if they sit down and say, "Let's look at it." I mean, if, if you got to bullshit it, when it comes down to it, then they don't ever tell me get fucking games matter ever again. I agree. If if it happens and Texas doesn't get in and Bama does, I said it last week. Either they neither get in. They both get in, or just Texas gets in. That's the only way that you can but that you can justify and been, that. And they've been so consistent with ranking Texas ahead of Alabama yep. the oh, entire yeah. year. That's yep. true. That's true. But there's no, there's no. But to me, it turns there's, out there's no that Texas, that I mean, Bama would end win. up having the best win. I think Georgia right? can lose to Bama, and Georgia still in at four. They don't go one to five. That, ultimately, it comes down to a Georgia Texas question as opposed to Alabama Texas. I think uh, Georgia's in. I think Georgia can lose, and Georgia's in. I do. I think I think they Type would lost matter for I mean, you look at the committee and you go the way they uh, the committee it's so hard to determine how Nothing they would go make my heart happier than no SEC turn team in the in the playoff. Oh, that one. Like happen. I don't I don't I don't subscribe that to that SEC bullshit. I don't either. That some people do. I don't either. But Georgia like I, it's Georgia LSU could, and everybody else. I think Georgia could lose by 20 in their end. I I mean, I really do. I don't see them dropping to 5. I think they could go to 4. Michigan goes to one when they beat no, Alabama, but I, I don't I, see. I, I them disagree. Out. If, if it is a blowout and Alabama gets the better hand of them, beat them by twenty. All right, so uh, you're gonna put Texas in over Alabama? No, I say Alabama jumps them. How do they jump Texas? Because they, 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 they beat Georgia. They should Georgia because they have the best win. Because they have the best win, the, and they also at that point the, have the best loss. The that's best. That's what's sad about it of the yeah. entire season. Yeah. Te- Texas yeah. winning ultimately hurts them. In yeah. some degree, if if Alabama wins, Texas winning hurts them because Alabama has the best loss correct. and the best win. Yeah, yep. It's fucking. It's it's. It, I mean, I said it again. Yeah, we were champs. talking about it. I said there's a chance Bama gets in when they're because it's Bama. I mean, you look at the wild no doubt. We're not having this conversation it's, it's if it's Missouri it's sitting there. No, no if, Missouri, exactly. if Missouri's sitting there or it's, anybody else, in I the don't SEC think. For that. I don't think any other team in the country we're having this conversation. I agree, or certainly not in the SEC. I think Alabama's the only one, goes, other than maybe Georgia after what they've had. But I think Alabama, with their national championships in the recent years, Saban, I think this is the only team that could do this, that could jump Texas despite losing to them, and both being conference champions. But you look at which so, let's call it so let spade a spade. Let me ask you this. Oregon beats Washington. Are they in? Yes, I think so. I think Same they're record. They're the conference champion. I mean, why would Alabama not get in over Georgia right there? But that goes back to the same question. If Oregon beats Washington, how's why's Washington not in either? Because they won when it matters. No, but they, I mean you, it's I mean, the same record. You, I mean, you I, have I get to it. win when it well, matters. And also, too, Oregon is a nine loss. and a half point favorite. Week one yeah. through twelve is supposed to matter, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying, you sweet. The game, in my opinion. I mean, but I understand we, we what just said it's the first, think, first round think, of the playoffs. I mean, yeah. hell, it, this is when it matters. Uh, okay, we're going to get uh, two weeks down the road, and all of a sudden, you it know, it is a playoff game. Yeah, Georgia. This is not regular. Georgia's number one, and Florida State beats them for some damn reason. We're like, ah, Georgia's still the best team. We're going to move them into the BCS championship. That's the logic yeah. you're bringing to the table right now. Not just, really, because because that's not how it's set up. It's set up. It's set up to you have weeks one through twelve, and you have championship weekend. And no, then, it, it at is. At this is point, take fucking like, championship games away. No, it, no championship bullshit. games need to go away. Hey. I'm just if, if bullshit. It's just what I'm. The reason I'm saying that is because if you're lo- if you're by your logic, the only weekend that matters is right now, even though it's no, not a playoff. Because Iowa beats Michigan, they're not getting in. Well, no shit. No. 
I mean, fuck, if my yeah, aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. Like, Thank you, Wes. We'll pull them. <laughs> we, we, borrowed, we borrowed that last week, too, by the way, Wes. Yeah, I need a Wes Brown button yeah. every time that gets said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see what me. you're saying, sweet. But at some point, the games played on the field. I see the other weeks saying, happen, but I'm man. waiting for Here's... you to pull your aunt's skirt down and see what the fuck you're working <laughs> with. I have no idea where your logic's coming from. I think, I think, in, I think the most, and it's not the most perfect, but I think the most realistic scenario that we're looking at when you look at the top four right now is I think I do think even with a with an Alabama win, Georgia is in. Georgia goes one to four. Michigan's gonna beat Iowa. They're in. So we got two locks. And then the third is is you're taking the winner of Washington and Oregon, right? You're yep. taking the Pac-12 champion. If Florida State wins the ACC and goes undefeated, to me, they're there's in. no way they cannot be the four or the three. Yeah. They should be the they're, three above they're, Georgia. They're in. So then it's an Oregon-Alabama question yep. or Oregon-Georgia. <clears throat> no, nah, Georgia's in. Georgia's at four. Georgia, there's no way Georgia don't make this playoff, JP. I'm sorry. I mean, with, with, with just one where they're at – they're on the 29 game winning streak, whatever it is. They're rolling. So you, I'm, I, I'm back saying back to back champions. Yeah, I, I, they keep it in. They keep it in. You know, Wes was talking about earlier. Herb Street goes on one of the podcasts and gets rolling on a little bit and says, Hey, what matters now is what matters now, right? And, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes through it. But like Georgia is, he, he said, Fuck, what did he say? Fuck the ratings. Is that what he said? He said, It's played on the field. He said, The ratings are bullshit. Yeah. Put the best fucking four teams in it. And Georgia's one of the best four teams, win or lose. So I think Georgia's in. I think Michigan's in. You're fighting for two spots right here. Well, and, and if Florida State wins, and, and which re- well, I remember, well, well, with that logic, I don't think Florida State's top four team. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. how do you? How do you? How do you? They're not a top ten team anymore. Well, you're sitting on a committee well, you, you, though, and you exactly. Take it, you, you, though, you, I mean, you're, you're you're picking and choosing. You got to stand your ground. No, on I'm something. saying I'm thinking Georgia don't go one to five. If they lose, Georgia goes one to four. Right. I mean, I don't see them being out of it. I think they they are completely in. No, Michigan, because if you be lined up champions. I said, even if they yeah. lose, if they if Bama wins, oh, you talking about Georgia? Yeah, yes, I'm Georgia, about Georgia. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm saying Bama I, I, could yes. still be out, but what yeah. I'm saying is Georgia's in. I think Georgia and Michigan's a lot to be in. That and they're fighting for two spots right now. Uh, honestly, I think the no Michigan's not in if they lose. They're not losing. They're not losing. They're not they losing. But if they lock. lose, they're not in. No, you're right. But yeah, they're not there's, losing. There's, so they're not a lock. There's no lock. The the hardest decision is going to come down yeah. to if Michigan, Washington, and Florida State win. Yep, and then. Alabama beats Georgia. What are you going to do? Yep. I then mean, it's I, an Alabama Georgia. Question. It's going to be Alabama Georgia. Or do you push? Thank God we don't over, have to have this over Georgia next year. So, yeah. it's, well, it's, next year is going to be a whole different conversation, like I said, because of the super conferences. And I'm with. I don't think you you can't take away the conference championships, regardless of the super conferences, because that's what that that's still an automatic bid, whether they announce it as an automatic bid or not. If you win a conference in a Power Five, especially these two super conferences, we're going to have next year. You're in automatically. But with a 12 team, you're sitting there, and we're sitting here talking about what? You're looking at LSU, Oklahoma. You're looking at these two lost teams that's down here that's going to be fighting over the over the group of five team that's going to be. And that's going to be the argument next year. It's not going to be anything else. And it's going to be who's ahead of who, which is going to matter most next year because you get home field advantage. You actually host playoff games as opposed to being a neutral site. Yep. Yep. And and on that topic, real God, quick. God, that's going to be fucking rowdy. I'll, I'll just wrap it up to kind of give you an idea of what it may look like, uh, and then we'll we'll slide on uh, another topic because we could certainly uh, debate this all night long. If we, if we were sitting at this point next year uh, and it ended today, this is what it would look like. Tulane is the top-ranked group of five team. 
Yeah, they're back at twenty two, but they're but they're it's trash. You can't but they're do the, that. The, the the group of five uh representatives, so they get the twelve seed. All right. Twelve goes to five. So that would be Tulane going to play Gordon, Oregon. Huh? And then 11 is Ole Miss, goes to six, which uh, Ole Miss would then go to uh, Columbus to take on the Buckeyes. Get up, Buckeyes. Yeah. And then we would have 10 Penn State going to seventh-ranked Texas in Austin to take on the Longhorns. Texas wins by 30. And then you would have ninth-ranked Missouri going to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. Get up, Tigers. Get up. Let's go, baby. Tigers by like, 20. That sounds like a fun weekend, doesn't it's it? Gonna yeah. awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be It's going it, awesome. to be And then you have the Georgia waiting on the Oregon uh, Tulane winner. Michigan waiting on the uh, Ohio State uh, Ole Miss winner. Washington See, that, waiting on the Texas Penn State winner. Florida State waiting on the Alabama Missouri winner. See, the only thing that I, that I wish they would change up on that is reseeding after the after the first round. Nah, nah. Like, I, I, that would be, to me, I want to see a reseed. Nah, like you know, you don't. That's I mean, not fair, why do you though. play? Why do you play the season then? Yeah, why do you have the seeds going in? Huh? This is not. This is not like a. a I'm talking about if if twelve if twelve if twelve it beats five, right? So tw- okay, I'm sorry. Five beats twelve. So five beats twelve, and then eleven turns around and beats six. Oh, why does eleven? Saying? Why does okay. why does the two seed get a better? You see what I'm saying? Okay, from that perspective, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Yes. If if, if 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 if. Five, yeah. you're, you're nine. Still, you're still traveling to the top four anyway, so it don't yeah. really matter that. But much. the one, the one seed should should play the the highest, yeah, the lowest, the, the, lowest the one ranked. seed should play the lowest ranked seed to well, the next one hundred percent. Yeah, I got that you. makes sense. That's that's what I'm asking that. for. Okay. Re-ranked, NFL re-ranked does that, right? Yeah. See, so pump y'all's brakes a little bit. Yes, the NFL does. Yeah. That. That's what I thought. Okay, all right. Yes. Uh, so pump the fucking brakes. Nobody wants to model anything over the NFL. I mean, at all. All right, uh, they're headed. Speaking speaking <laughs> know, of the right. NFL, everything is doing is going that first way. Spot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. May, maybe one of their next newest coaches is uh, the current Wolverines coach, Jim Harbaugh, who was absent for the sixth time this year. That is half the season for those uh, doing math at home. Uh, the Wolverines are six and zero without Harbaugh, and twelve and zero for the whole season. So, um, does Harbaugh even matter? And you know, just kind of looking back on this game against Ohio State, they did win the game, thirty to twenty-four. It was at Ann Arbor, but uh, how about Sharon, four and zero this year as the acting head coach? He's the acting head coach, but correct me if I'm wrong. But is it not that Harbaugh's still there throughout the week? Yes. Like, they don't miss a beat. He's just not there on game and, day. But here's the, here's the thing: Sharon's calling has called plays all year long. He's offensive coordinator, so it's not like it is that huge jump from. Removing your play caller out on the game on yeah. on, on Saturday, you know, if, if if Harbaugh was the one calling plays and you had to have the quarterbacks coach or the assistant mm-hmm. OC step in, yeah, maybe you see a little difference right there. But Michigan's a wagon, and you take away the the game against Ohio State this past weekend, you know, it, it's not been the toughest slate in the Big Ten. <laughs> you right? No. I, I mean, yep. honestly, and yeah, what they do before. and the continuity they have <clears throat> with the offensive line and running the ball. And he does a hell of a job getting, one, running the ball, establishing the run, but he does a good job with J.J. getting him loose and being able to move him around in the pocket and throw the ball downfield. So, so Sweet, I guess uh, what Trevor is saying, to quote Shakespeare, much to do about nothing. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to go a little different direction. Uh, up until this game, yes, I, I mean, I think they've been playing nobodies. I mean, I watched this he entire – He just glazed right over Shakespeare, didn't he? Uh, I don't know who the fuck that is, J.P., <laughs> 
Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> but uh, no, that that was a difficult game plan for them to execute. It, it, it wasn't like they were just, hey, we're going to go out there and score more points. Hey, they were controlling the clock. They were slowing it down when they needed to. They sped it up when they needed to. I mean, they were executing at a high level without without your head coach. And, you, you know, the past weeks, it, it didn't matter. You're up by two scores. I mean, you know, press on the gas and see what happens. But, you know, it's a tight ball game right there. That's when your head coach actually matters yeah. at, at any level. You know, game management. Game management. Yeah. To enunciate like Trevor did right game. there. But, yeah, I mean, I felt like they did a hell of a job. Uh, kudos for them stepping up and uh, managing, uh, apparently, the number six team in the nation right now. Uh, that's what uh, college football playoff rankings has, the Buckeyes. Uh, moved them back to six behind Oregon. Um, so, Wes, uh, Michigan getting this win. Um you know, they've been able to, to block out all that noise that's going on around them. It's self-induced noise, but they've been able to block it out, rally around it. It's it's obviously – they've turned it into a positive. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to touch on it later in my segment. But, like, the thing that stands out to me of the Michigan is their fucking defense. Like, all year long – the last two games they've given up 24. And I think three games uh, – three other games they've given up 10 or more. And then from there on, it's been all single digits or shutouts. So they're for real on the defensive side of the ball. We'll find out. Like I'd love nothing better than to see Georgia and Michigan line up because that's Be two fun. grown ass fucking mm-hmm. teams right there getting after it. But I, I I think Michigan's defense is what I keep going back to: finding ways, creating turnovers, getting short fields for that running game. And who gives a shit if they're winning ugly? Earlier in the year, they was beating the hell out of everybody. So. Michigan's defense is is very impressive, and they've won in different ways. Too. I mean, it, if you take away Marvin Harrison Jr. out of that game, I mean, the the, the Ohio State pass offense is non-existent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, McCord didn't play the game he needed to to win. No, I don't think he's that he is trash. Yeah, he is trash. He's got his here. daddy's name. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a solid. No, 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 not not more. I'm talking about the quarterback. Oh. Yeah, McCord. Okay. Yeah, yeah, McCord. No, no. No, I think Marvin Harrison's really good would be better if he's not playing with McCord. But I see what you're also saying. I see what you're saying also, though, Wes. Right playing with him. Imagine if he had an elite quarterback. So so if he had a quarterback like JD5, would he still be the third best uh, receiver on that team? Well, I mean, who's. I'd be one hell of a fucking. <laughs> Who the fuck is what you said last fuck. week? Fuck. I'm throwing it to you this time. Yeah. I'm throwing it to you this time. I'm throwing <laughs> yeah. it to you this time. Take your pick. Uh, if his aunt had nuts, uh, yes. it'd be his uncle or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know what that sound about speaking, needs to be, but I need I need some hey, button we're gonna hey, hit every time. Speaking of having a pair, hey, hang on. But shout out to Michigan pulling out the spy plane as the flyover. That's incredible. Incredible Key Petty, but absolutely embracing. Awesome. Oh, well, that's what they've been getting the, the last three weeks. I mean, Fuck it. double it, down on it, man. It goes back that to like we talked about when last time we did it at Sweets. It's talking about you know embrace, embrace it, embrace. Don't don't play the victim. Embrace the villain role. That's what I'm talking and, and about. They, they listen they to the podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, uh, good stuff. All right. Uh, Sweet mentioned about uh, if, if <coughs> ants had nuts, but speaking of a pair, um, riding on a Harley back into Fayetteville is Bobby Petrino. News uh, today, yesterday, I don't know, this week, uh, 
Bobby's back with uh, Arkansas as the offensive coordinator. Don't I fucking say, love it. I do too. It. I was about to say, be easy on saying the nuts and Bobby Petrino and Fable because them strip clubs over there are getting uh, off yeah. the inside. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Business lock, lock is up your booming, vo- baby. Lock say, up your yeah, volleyball say, players. They're sitting here saying, hey, money's coming in, baby. Lock up your volleyball players. <laughs> that Harley dealership. Oh, man. How great would that be, though, if he rode in, uh, or, or if the mascot, the hog, rode in on a hog. Uh, at the beginning of the game with bad to the bone Blair. So we do we do realize that's Sam Pittman signing his like pink slip, right? Well, like he's taking he's Bonnie it, here. Yeah. I mean, but who knows? Yeah, but I'm not. I'm saying he's signing his pink slip next year. I mean, Jimbo just tried well, to take desperate. that same approach. Yeah, he's desperate. Like he just took the whole. Like, come on. Yeah, but desperate. Jimbo. Jimbo had talent, man. They had talent. Yeah. Exactly. Above they had talent. Hey, yeah, and look how bad Jimbo, they were. Jimbo's in-game management cost him two games. Two games. They were they were competitive early, and then when he got in like any kind of clutch crunch time at He's all, stubbornness. He fuck. was stubborn. Yes, exactly, man. You and he he played not to lose. We're gonna get in that. He was stubborn a bit. one quarter, <laughs> one drive on one quarter. <laughs> you won't let it to fuck go. <laughs> I don't disagree on that either, Cord. But it, it was a soft play. And call, he can man. tell you the quarter and the game. I can tell the, you yeah. the time when they got the ball back if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Petrino goes back to Fayetteville. He'll be the offensive coordinator for Sam Pittman next year. By the way, K.J. Jefferson is uh, announced that he'll be heading into the transfer portal. He's on that Hunter Renfro graduation plan, it seems like. Good <laughs> God. Yeah, the early sorry. rumors is South Carolina. Mm. Is it? That's what the early rumors that, are on yeah. Twitter. Beamer ball. We got about, what, two, three more do weeks. Well there. And the rumors on Twitter is going to be running wild. Oh, I, I think the names that we're going to hear in the portal is going it, – it's not really going to surprise us when you talk about it from a money aspect and a revenue <clears throat> aspect. But you're going to see a lot of starters jump into the portal and head to teams that need to fill a gap. And it's going to be a straight bidding war. I hope there's a I mean, lot of defensive Wes, what'd stars. What'd you say? We were talking that, uh, about a little bit for the, the portal. <laughs> what'd you say? Because I got portal? eleven gaps to fill. <laughs> a starting quarterback's going for what? A million to one point five is what they're saying. Yeah, your wow. boy from just uh, right off the state. Man, that's uh, you Riley know, Leonard's gone. That, that portal's going to be interesting next week, and Sam obviously Lightman's that that, that will be a. Uh, Certainly a big topic of conversation on Congrats, the show Marcus, you can lose four next week for again. sure. Hey, we're going to dive in. You know, we, we've spent, uh, let's see, we're almost half an hour into the show, and we haven't even touched on the Iron Bowl. That's how much stuff has gone on. We're going to dive into the SEC when we return the Iron Bowl. What a classic. A little chippy up on Rocky Top. Seems like a rivalry to me. I don't know. <laughs> LSU gives the Heisman voters one last look at JD5 and uh, new coaches in Aggieland and Stark Vegas. We'll talk about it all when we come back here on Southern Roots Football Show. Rooted in Americana, Southern Roots Radio showcases the songs, sound, and lifestyle that is uniquely Southern. Southern Roots Radio features the Mealtown sound, that connects the storytelling and twang from classic music row, the grit and blues from Beale Street, and the rhythm and soul coming out of the Singing River in Muscle Shoals. In addition to the music and local artists, Southern Roots Radio will highlight lifestyle programs from food, culture, and even sports. Visit southernrootsradio.com to hear the sound and find out how you can listen on your mobile device. Based in Milltown. Digging roots across the country and beyond. Southern Roots Radio, 
Come on in and stay a while. Thank God football is back, right? Hey, this is JP, host of the Southern Roots Football Show. Sometimes the hardest decision is which game to watch. Well, at Society American Oshery on the downtown square in Lawrenceburg, you don't have to worry about that with enough TVs to watch your favorite team wherever they're playing. Now the hardest decision is what to eat and drink. The Society's got you covered there, too. And when the game's over, just turn your chair around and take in the best live music in the area. Sports, food, music. The best of American Noshery all in one place. Society American Noshery on the downtown square in Lawrenceburg. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Society American Noshery, uh, best during the holiday season. Speaking of the holiday Christmas season, um, decorations happening right now. As uh, we are just uh, a week uh, past, uh, coming up on a week past Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a great uh, Thanksgiving holiday, safe travels. And uh, as, as we were setting some records, apparently, across this country about uh, traveling. I think, fortunately, most of us most of us here were uh, fairly local. I think uh, Cord went to, what, your brother, brother-in-law's house? Is that right, Cord? Yeah, about 15, 20 minutes down the road, All my right. brother's house. Is it brother? Yeah. Your brother, right? So All right. Then? See, that's right. You did a little smoke mac and cheese. So I'm curious. Um, There's two of y'all. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Is yeah. he older or younger? Older. Oh, how Six much years. older? Six years. Did he beat yep. you to Baton Rouge? Oh, so maybe no, he's uh-oh. maybe he's grown up now. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Uh, g- give me give me a couple examples of uh, something on your Thanksgiving table cord that uh, signifies that you're down in in you know the Cajun country, Louisiana, different than maybe somewhere else in the country. What what was on the table different from a, a regular spread? Corn dogs. <laughs> wow. Hey, fuck you! I don't give. Wow. People can make that joke all they want. Corn dogs are good. Any of you motherfuckers? If there's on the Mama C, Kellogg will have them on yeah. every dish at every no. event we have. Um, this year was actually pretty traditional. Um, Thanksgiving, I don't. Know if we had anything? Uh, we we usually actually do a gumbo. Okay. Uh, on Thanksgiving, didn't this year, but I will be taking. Uh, I do have a turkey that uh, I'm thawing out to smoke and make okay. a gumbo out of that. But yeah, this year it was actually a very traditional um, Thanksgiving. So are y'all are you turkey or ham people or both? Uh, both. I'm a more of a ham yeah. guy. Uh, uh, I just think it's better. So do you? I mean, do you ever do you ever prepare it for the fam? Mm-hmm. I mean, did uh, two years ago. Okay. Yeah, last year we were obviously we took the trip to A and M, so we weren't in town for it. Yep. Um, yeah, throw it on the Traeger and let it go and make it all sticky. Which a good thing there's an E on that podcast that we do because that just sounds explicit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, no. What would sound explicit if you said moist? Yeah, that's no, a, that's I actually a, use that word a whole lot because yeah. it does aggravate people, and I, you guys, <laughs> I, 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 love I, I like it. I mean, I'm, yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, well, I won't gonna... want my turkey moist. I want okay. every. Yeah, I said I want my thing moist too. Moist. <laughs> it's just gonna go okay. off the rails. <laughs> my, my fault. Yeah. I, I did lead us down this path. Well, I'm gonna do a U-turn. <laughs> Pull a U here. But, we got, but can we, we say Trevor is doing a hell of a job with his Christmas tree? I mean, we're sitting here and looking at it. I mean, that is top notch. Yeah, I'm I impressed. do what I can, I'm dude. Impressed. I'm telling you, it's the craziest thing. I've never 
realize how this worked, but if you just buy a Christmas tree, set it up in your living room, and come home from work one day, that motherfucker will be beautiful looking. <laughs> I don't know how. It's like a magic. I don't know if it's Santa Claus and the elves. Yeah, I just pull that shit out of the attic, and next thing I know, it's up. It's and up. Pretty yeah. and working. I've, it's like I, my dirty clothes. I just throw them on the ground right beside the hamper, and wow. next thing I know, they're back in my closet. Shit, that, that, that doesn't work at my house. Yeah. <laughs> I took the full-blown route that we take the ornaments off, and we just carry it upstairs to the attic, and we leave it on the base and everything, and then we just got to bring go it back in one. and plug it back up. I got to get me the real one. No, you, you got you got to take it apart, put it in the box, and have the twenty years of duct tape. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Every every year. Yeah. <laughs> New roll. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we uh, w- one holiday classic is certainly the Iron Bowl, and it uh, delivered, especially when it's at Jordan Hare down at Auburn. And Auburn coming off after that loss to New Mexico State, they were twenty five blood point favorites. They lost by twenty one. Uh, and it's it's almost like Hugh Freeze playing this to lose and and look that way against New Mexico State just to draw Alabama in. I know that's not what happened, but you know it kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Um, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing what a of, rivalry can do. It is, and the you. lack of having continuity at the quarterback position. Yeah. You look at that. Uh, we were out here on the porch watching the Georgia Auburn game and. You know, they were interchanging, but Peyton Thorne took over that game. Being able to run the ball and hit off some, um, you know, some dump offs and some short passes didn't do anything really great with his arm in that game. But they finally gave him the ability to open the playbook a little bit. Man, he he played his tail off Saturday. Absolutely. So Auburn able to run the ball, unlike what they were able to do. And Wes talked about it as New Mexico State was one of his uh, JD5 Cats of the Week last week, his team award. Uh, they held Auburn to, I don't know, what, 100 yards rushing? It was underneath the 100. Under, under 100. And, yeah. and they ran for, uh, I think, over 200 for Georgia. And I, I, they had to have close to that over against Alabama. I mean, they were running all over them. Um, it's amazing what that setting can do for this rivalry. Uh, but I tell you um, – you know, Milrow and, and what he was able to do on fourth and I think goal from the 31, I think it was, and just threw a dart in the corner of the end zone to Bond, who caught it with under, you know, 30 seconds or so left. I mean, it, this is right up there with the kick six in terms of um, just the, the drama of this. Now, it didn't have quite the uh, effect of. Uh, is that one because Alabama and Auburn both uh, were on a track to potentially be in the national championship game that year, but uh, it was um, it was it was just a, another remarkable performance. And I don't know what do you, you just chalk it up to a rivalry. Is that no. what you chalk it up to? Did, yeah. did Alabama Absolutely. not play well? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely, what's, what's you do. This? I grew up in this rivalry court. I grew up in the shithole that is the state of Alabama. Ah. And I got to go to Auburn for at least three or four Iron Bowls when I was growing up. And so me as a Tennessee kid. And they had just started going could, to Auburn at that point, right? Yes. Just started. I could sit back and be like, hey, I just I don't give a fuck who wins this game. Well, actually, yeah, I'm pulling for Auburn because I hate Alabama. I'd, like I said earlier in the year, I'd pull for the Taliban before I would Alabama. But <laughs> oh, however, ISIS. Look, look at fucking what <laughs> no Auburn did against New Mexico State. And then you tell me this is the same fucking team? No, this is a rivalry. They're going to lay their yeah. nutsack on the line. This is absolutely what you chalked it up to because – Auburn had no business. Statistically, player-wise right now, Alabama is tenfold the better fucking team. And Auburn 
played with a passion like we talked earlier in the year when you take 80 dudes 85 guys pulling the same fucking direction you can make neat shit happen and that's what auburn Absolutely. about did until they went full-blown fucking stupid they're late <laughs> yeah what, what, and another what one, was that? one more cool thing in Neyland stadium when auburn scored to go up i don't know whatever it was 21 i, I don't know auburn scored yeah, late to up, go yeah. up yep they showed it on both jumbotrons and Neyland stadium the place went fucking nuts <laughs> it was awesome. that was cool that was cool to see yeah although I, they lost my, here's my takeaway <laughs> I, I concur with everything that Wes said it is the rivalry the kids get up for it come on defensive coach talk yeah, about no, the last I, fucking me, play let me get oh, holy this shit. is what I'm saying I'm not gonna take anything away from Jalen Milrow right, because he played his ass off Auburn had a great game plan against him up until the last two plays of the game okay you go to the – well, okay, let's say three, right? You have the bad snap over Milrow's head that backs him up, yep. right? You get in the third down and long. He runs five yards past the line of scrimmage, then backtracks How could you not see the blue and tries line? to throw, huh? right? So it makes it the fourth and 35. <laughs> but you know what, it, what he had struggled with that whole second half was the pressure that Auburn was bringing. Auburn was getting after his ass. They wouldn't spine him. When he got loose, it was because he busted pocket and he took off, right? He, he pulled some JD5 stuff. He was able to get out of there, make plays with his legs, and run. You have an opportunity on fourth and 34 to win the game in the Iron Bowl when you're double-digit dogs and you send a two-man rush. You send two guys after the quarterback. With you the play, one guy You spine. play not to lose. You play not to lose. Fourth Instead of playing down. to win yeah. that game. All you have to do is send five or six guys and he has no time to throw that ball. Yeah. He throws it short. You have maybe some laterals and some fumbles or he gets tackled before the goal line. That ball has to get in the end zone. They have to cross the plane. They have to score a touchdown right there. And they rushed two guys by Milrow. And what they the, haven't spotted what are you, him all game. What are you calling rush? They were just playing contained. You put, they, but, they didn't even you, try you to rush two the passer. Guys, man, that's what I'm saying, though. They, they just send stood the there house. and tried to keep them in the pocket. I mean, send, send, you send five or six guys right there and you force him to make those plays. Make him cross that line of scrimmage and then tackle his yeah. ass. They gave it up. They played that game not to lose and it bit him nice. You play that game to win, especially in that moment against a. a a and team like Alabama in the Iron Bowl with everything on the line, their defensive coordinator shit the bed. I mean, and, that, and that's surprising too with Hugh Freeze at the helm for Auburn because of what his success that he's had against Alabama and against Hugh Nick wasn't Saban. calling that defense. Well, I know, but that that but he's still the head coach. He's still the head coach, but he's not he's not on the mic. He's not. You got to be the aggressive. You have to be aggressive. I'm sorry. As a head as coach, a, at home as, a, as an underdog, are, are you not hearing this though? As a head coach, as a head coach, you're not sitting there and shaking Don't off your defensive coordinator that's making two and a half million dollars a year to sit there and tell him what he should call and what he shouldn't call. That's on the defense coordinator, Who's making more period. money? Who's making it more money? It doesn't matter. He's not calling those plays, JP. That's always that's the on head the defense coordinator. He's going to one that's going to answer in the in the conference. Absolutely. He's going to, at the end of the game, he's the one that has to answer for it, but that is strictly on the defense. Defensive coordinator the last three plays. Absolutely piss poor pathetic. They had a pretty solid game plan the entire time. They went away from what they did, man. You do what you do in the games on the line. Uh -huh. You play to win the game. That's why the head coach should say, you know, hey, we need to get back and do what we do. That's yep. what I'm saying. The head coach mm -hmm. should It's fourth should and third. Four, man. And you're coming yeah. off Can the I put a little devil's advocate right there? Go ahead, boot in ball. All right. So... At the end of the day, the coach called a shitty play, but the players have to execute. You have to if you, execute. If, if you have two contain and one spying, there's eight more fucking guys on the field, correct? You're right. right. Is my math right there? Bro, you're playing four across the back of the end zone, four across the front of the point. end zone, and that's it. And one everybody, guy, guy nobody gets head. behind you. 
And then, and then he's Nobody the only guy. Nobody gets behind you until you're in a box and you see but, four I other mean, guys across he, your face. He put up. He yeah, had all the time it was in the a perfect throw. It was. It was. But there, seconds. He could have the second been, row. There should have been by the time that ball. By the time that ball was out of his hand, there should have been at least two guys over. But the guys like started trying to play. He like, should have never got that. It was just shit football. That from the from the moment the Coy Moore's dumb. Thank God he transferred out of here. From the moment Coy Moore fumbled that punt, it was shit football. After that, like but it, on both sides, and that goes back until to, that last throw. Yep. Well, yep. yeah. That, I mean that that kind of almost goes um, you know lost in this is that uh, and, and I had to watch the, the highlights because I I was I was on a plane uh, during the second half of this and so I didn't get to see it live. So I saw the highlight of that about how well, you know muffed the punt and gave Alabama that chance where they ultimately were able to uh, to get that final touchdown. Hey, was but, I the only one sitting there listening to it or watching, saying I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to win this game? Yeah, I was just I, this I typical Bama. I'll show you my slips. I took them off. I hammered them yeah. off. How about the guy That's that? Uh, do you see the guy that cashed out for like sixty grand or something like that? Like yeah, right before the last play, yeah. he had the Auburn money line. Cashed out at the timeout. Oh, wow. Yeah, at the timeout, cashed out. Cashed on timeout on 434. Like, he cashed out. He had taken, like, a live – yeah, he taken, like, putting, like, 10 grand or something like that. I mean, he only ended up costing himself. Like, had Auburn won it, he would only gotten about four or five more grand, I think, from it. I think he got, like, 61, and, like, the payout was, like, 66. I thought it was, like, 81. No, because it was was plus 650, right? It was Uh, was plus 650 when he took it at 10 grand. Yeah, that shit was nuts. I'm like, what a smart, smart man. It goes back to, and I was going to get into this in a different segment, but it goes back into it, you know, Saban and Alabama finds ways to win. I mean, and it just they do. They, 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 do. do. They, they they find ways to win football games, and and people shit the bed against Alabama because it's Alabama. You have to do what you do. You have to bring the pressure. You have to you have to trust in your do what you do week in week out, Monday through Friday in practice. You have to have that continuity, and you have done that for three and a half quarters, three yep. more than three and a half quarters. You did it up into the last minute and a half, and then you bailed off your game plan. Well, to 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 flip that a little bit. Um, you got to give credit to Auburn and Hugh Freeze for bouncing back after what happened in New Mexico State because I mean that type of loss could be a, a pro, it could be a program killer. I mean it could yeah. be. It yeah, could that program's be. that guy's a hell of a coach. Yeah, man. yeah, uh, but and, I, I think I think it goes more towards your plan towards your competition. I mean, their two best games they played this year is Alabama and Georgia. That's true. That's, true. That's so, absolutely so, true. So I mean, both at home, uh, by the way. Yep, both at home. All right, uh, so uh, Alabama moves on, and but they stay at number eight. Uh, as um, oh, we get we were watching. Uh, hey, there we go. Connect's got thirty three. I there about we to say, go. Yeah, twenty nine last time. Uh, again, we record this on Wednesday night, and we're part of the uh, currently this week is the uh, SEC ACC challenge. I'm glad they finally. Uh, yeah, we started this, strong last. This night. used to be the. Uh, <laughs> don't don't get started. So Tennessee's battling back against North Carolina right now. Uh, still plenty of time to go. All right. Uh, Ten-point game. Yeah, not bad. All right. Uh, yeah, and, and we all, by the way, uh, we uh, patterned ourselves to where we could see the TV as we are inside of the Macanelli kitchen, thankfully again, because it's cold outside. And I'm just going to leave it at that, fellas. I'm just going to leave it at that. Ah, that's nipply, man. Yeah. Listen, I, I'd rather sweat I mean, any day than be cold. I ain't going to be fucking and, outside. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no way. No, I ain't about that life. Tell me if you want. I'm going to be We'll sit out there right. in 100-degree heat anytime y'all want, but another, I ain't doing this. Another um, another rivalry game, if you will, which I think it proved itself that it is a rivalry. Uh, up on Rocky Top, Tennessee Vandy. Now, the score may not dictate it, but the emotion certainly hey, did. 
JP. What? Oh, man. oh you, listen, the responses from all of you led me leads me to believe and proves my yeah, point. Because, when because your when offensive line ass, can't block nobody. Hold on, first, Wes, and then I'll let you get it. Because your offensive line can't block nobody, and you get sacked, and hey, then it gets called back on a late fall start. And then a back-to-back back play, they get sacked again and get a late delay a game call. So Bandy gets pissy, Lee gets pissy because, one, his in-game management was ass and his quarterback got railed by Tyler Barron and he gets chipped because there's not a flag. That ain't on them. I'd be worried about your offensive line if I was Vanderbilt. It rivalry, man. Come on. Robing that, you know, back in hey, thirteen. You, 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 like you don't think they'd flung the flag if it was the other way around? If that was Tennessee's quarterback that got hit? Yeah, because there was no goddamn noise when Tennessee has the ball. Valid <laughs> point. Tennessee anyway, wouldn't have a late delay game. Anyway, listen, uh, at, as a Vandy fan, one knock, one of you could probably find many, but one on Clark Lee was that he doesn't show emotion. And oftentimes your team reflects the coach, right? I mean, there, there's some of that innate, yeah. whether, you know, the way they preach or the way they talk about it. But, you know, he shows no emotion. And it, I tell you, it was refreshing as a Vandy fan to see Clark Lee get pissed off and get hey, emotional. If my offensive line blocked like that, I'd be pissed off. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it was. But yeah. They've been doing it. But they've been Let doing my boy JP year. talk about the doors for they've a little. Been, I am. I'm just. I'm concerned with what he said. If my offensive line blocked like that, I'd be mad as fuck. Too. And you were fucking. Hold you on. Were, hold on. You what? were blowing the rusty trombone for Clark Lee earlier Evie. this year. Listen, so sure. I like Clark. Listen, oh. hey, more, more, more power to Clark Lee. By, by the way, by the way. Uh, I'm confused. What is that? Oh, oh, don't fucking ask. <laughs> don't ask. Let, let, me, let me just say this. Our, our sweet little Evie over here, she comes over as we were talking about this, and she brings a toy to me for the first time tonight now. And you know what color this toy is? Say it's orange. It's orange. Yeah, I mean, Evie, well, come on. Dog. Why, why you gotta, why you gotta pile on, Evie? Huh? She's piling on me. Yeah. I well, I what. mean, but the I, fans want to hear about you, JP. Yes. Let's, let's hear about the doors yeah. right now. No, I was glad to see a little emotion. Are out we of in a rebuilding league. year? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, them motherfuckers have been in a rebuilding year. Since 2009, when they uh, took away no, my scholarship, hit the button, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. All right, listen. Can we, can so, we get a quiz bowl podcast going point, so JP can talk point, about the door? Point of all this. Time? Point of all this. It got chippy on both sides. Well, you know doesn't matter who started it you know there's always two sides to everything yep, sure. it got chippy it got and chippy it got chippy and only one and side on left there's something hey, hey hey you know it's a program and a rebuilding year it's good good to see the fire yeah. you know they they, they come in they're, they're matching the you know i can't spend this shit jp <laughs> <laughs> JP, you said it best on Saturday, man. The, the officials lost control of that game. Oh, they lost, yeah. You had a 25, 30-minute yes. delay for no reason. Um, Lee was pissed, and, and I get why he was pissed. Quarterback was getting his dick knocked in the dirt. But it was late flags by the officials. And, and, and Vandy took they took opposition to it, and they're taking it for the quarterback. So yeah. I respect that. Yeah. But the reason why all that happened was because Vandy did not like what happened during the whistle. 
And that's what started it. During the whistle. No, no, the hits happened after the whistle. But anyway. There was no uh, personal fouls for the hit. No, that's the point. That's the whole point, Trevor, is that the whistle had already blown. Trevor's taking off for the referees? I know. Holy I know. Come on. pulse. Global warming is not a thing. I'm just saying. You can have a... Fucking snowball in hell right now if you want to. All right, cl- cl- clearly <laughs> Tennessee is is a much better program and and yeah. team and more athle- more athletic and, and they deserve to win. Oh my! But um, oh sorry, you watching? Nah, I thought Carolina you were saying that about, about what I'm saying. I'm like, Come on, man! I'm giving you props here. Uh, but it was it was refreshing to see Clark Lee have a show a little motion and that there was a little pushback on both sides and that. You know, this game somewhat matters to both teams. And that was refreshing. That's my point. It matters. Uh, No, I I agree for somebody that's not a diehard Tennessee fan sitting at the table right now or through the fucking Zoom call like Cord, but, you know. Clean feed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But to see, you know, see the teams getting scrappy like that, I mean, that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, it is a rivalry to, to some people. Whether I mean, what 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 more do you want? I mean, two game. I mean, we play somebody like that every year. You know, uh, very similar at the high school level. And, and even though they know they're going to get their ass beat, you're going to get their best, and, and they're going to be scrappy whenever you're beating that ass. So I mean, I, who, you I talk, it, who you talking uh, about? Who you talking about? These nuts. <laughs> Let's get a name, man. Throw the name oh, out there. No, no, I want to know who I'm. No. I want to know who I'm not supposed to like. Oh, you, you already know. Goal. You already know. All right. Uh, so uh, Tennessee uh, takes care of business there as uh, Vandy moves to two and ten. And I tell you, you know, it was interesting because I, I shared, and I didn't get any response from me. But anyway, I saw I saw this Twitter account. Obviously, it was fake because I haven't seen anything else about it. That oh, yeah. Clark Lee was uh, uh, was being let go, and Jimbo Fisher was. Uh, I thought you were. I thought that was like a joke from you, to be honest. No, (laughs) yeah, because the same dude said that y'all were getting Derek Mason as the DC. Yeah, along with Jimbo. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I take I take Mason as a DC. Hell right. I he'd would be take. better. Than, he'd be better as but a DC than If it makes you feel better, I clicked on it and then I looked through his tweets and I was like, ah, that's bullshit. Yeah. JP. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure. I wanted confirmation of that, but nobody nobody responded to that. That's like shit. And it was anyway. Sorry. Right, Cord. They don't. They don't respect Vanderbilt, and thus they don't respect me. So, all right, so we'll move I, on. I, do. I respect you, JD. Yes. You're my guy. Yeah. Well, I respect JD five because he's a hell of a football player, and uh, LSU had one last chance to uh, give the voters a look at him. Uh, did he do what he needed to do in your mind? Me? Or is that a fair question? I'm just, of course, he's going to think so. I'm Cord, just respecting yes. JP. He can pull any word out of his ass right here and go on <laughs> to the next segment. I'm top notch. <laughs> Uh, I was looking bleak for a while, man, and then he said, "Come on, boys, jump on my fucking back. Let's go." He had and, some drop passes um, and stuff, though. I mean, he he was making plays. He early. he he actually missed some throw. He missed some throws early in the game too. Um, it just wasn't, you know, it was 11 a.m. It was weird. They're wearing the all whites again. Um, <laughs> I don't think Marvin Harrison but, Jr. would have had those drops. You know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, you feel so, me? You feel no, me, Corson? Mean, you feel me? Yeah, I know. They're, these guys are just atrocious. At least you um, have a Heisman candidate, man. Come on. Yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm I watching and. and 
we get to that fourth we get to that fourth down and I'm like we got to go for it cuz we I mean at that point we hadn't stopped them yet the we're down fourth 10 down, he rolled out yeah and we're down off. 10 fourth yep. and four and he takes back and nobody's open he gets a little pressure and slipsies he's gone for 50 you know and and there it is right then and you, you just feel everything like the whole team just was like okay here's our guy i i a little different obviously atmosphere than than what I compared it to when I was sitting there at the game and talking to somebody. I said, I kind of felt the same way when we were down 10 at that as when we were down 10 um, to Clemson in the Dome. Oh, to that, to, oh. well, I'm talking about the Clemson in the Dome in 19. It was I had watched that guy. I had watched – put, it's putting J.D. on Joe's uh, stratospheres. I had watched Joe do that all year. So at no point was I nervous that he wasn't going to make the plays to get us back in that game to beat Clemson. And it's the same way I felt about J.D. When they called to say, hey, we're going to go for it here on fourth down, I'm like, he's either going to hit somebody for a, a long uh, gain or he's going to take off for with his feet. And sure enough, there he goes. And the whole team just kind of, um, like I said, jumped on, got on his back and said, let's fucking go. You know, and it, it was fun to see. And what a fourth quarter the kid had. Well, Man, uh, and some of those throws, obviously, we had, he's got some receivers. I mean, all three of his top three receivers. That's maybe Marvin Harrison might not be the fourth receiver on this team. Um, all three of his guys make you know web gym style catches uh, for badass you and know touchdowns that he just dropped in the bucket to him. All the receivers coming back next year, right? Or have no, the opportunity no. to? Yeah, yeah, have the opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, to. Malik Malik even had Malik even said the other day that he's like, yeah, I'm gonna play in the bowl game because when he before that, one of those last drives when he scored the long touchdown, they got called back for holding. Yep, which he was had become, No, yeah, no, uh, Kyron Lacy, because yeah. Kyron Lacy ended up catching the touchdown. He watched that, it on, though. He watched it on that sideline and seen it yeah. happen, and he slows down before he gets in so, the turns around. And he's just like, "What are you doing?" So Malik had broken the career school receiving yards on that play, um, and then when he gets called back, he ended up falling twenty short of it um, for the game. Kyron catches the touchdown there. It's literally, if you watch the video, JD goes and hugs him. He's crying. He's pointing to Malik in the um, locker room after Malik gets the game ball because he broke the receptions thing. Malik just straight up was like, Kyron, I'm not mad at you. You're my guy. I love you, my brother. It was a cool thing to see that this team could have easily fallen apart, but these guys are brothers. Um, it was just a lot of fun to watch. It was a it was a, a very fun offense to watch this season. I'm sad that it's probably over. Um, if I had to guess, JD, I don't know the kind of kid he is. He might play, um, but yeah, I think he did enough. I, I think I think, he did I, think I think the entire season matters, right? Sweet weeks one through twelve. It's not just going to come down to what you did this week. So yeah, I mean I think, the entire I, season matters. But if you got an extra game, that matters yeah, too. That's yeah, no, too. I know. And I, you know, I mean, if, if Knicks or uh, um, uh, Penix does something to to win, yeah, if, if they pull a Milrow. Uh, with the last second touchdown like that, they could throw for a thousand yards, in my opinion, in the last game, and they should. Well, not in win your opinion, I, agree. I, I don't argue with with if you if you battle that, but the re, the reality is that on that stage, on if that stage, one of them fine. does something that night, but that's my where favorite, that's where my it should go thing. back to the, the the Heisman should be relegated to not the best player in college football. It should be the best player in the last three to six weeks. Mm. In the most opportune time <laughs> uh, is what it should, or on the best team. Uh, all right. I mean, because that's, I mean, JD5's done everything. And yeah. you said it best with the receivers coming up and saying, hey, you know, hey, 
it's okay, you know, you drop that ball, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what that stands from, it stands from the guy that JD5 is and the precedent that he sets on that team because, hey, they know they're going to have that opportunity the next possession, the next drive. And you don't get that with a lot of teams on the offense side. You don't have that kind of, you know, cohesiveness and continuity from all your playmakers like that. And you have a ton of playmakers on LSU, and it, it starts with JD5. I, I, I do think, I mean, there, there's no question on, you know, at this table and, and on this uh, panel that uh, JD5 has done enough. I think we're all in favor of that. And I think a lot of people, I mean, even Vegas going into last week was in favor of that. I haven't seen no, what it Bo, is today. Bo's the betting favorite. He became the betting favorite after he won on Friday. Uh, and then there was one or two books that still had Jaden uh, after Saturday, but Bo's like minus one ten, one twenty, and and I think Jaden's around even money. And I think that's that's a future, that's a future bet. I think mm-hmm. because of of the opportunity that Bo has yeah. on Friday night to be watched, because if Bo beats Washington and has you know six touchdowns and you know four hundred yards and rushes for a couple, I mean, you could make an argument. Now there. it's a conversation. Now it's a conversation, yeah. and he has that opportunity. And it's my not favorite thing though is like you see all these fucking dicks that just get on Twitter like. Oh, it's because he's stat padded in these smaller games. He's play Bo's out of the game before he is. He's 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 padding his stats, oh, playing no. so many more plays. JD's played fourteen more plays than Bo Nix has all year, and he's got a thousand or eight hundred and something more fucking I yards. All you have to so if Bo Nix can go out in fourteen plays this weekend and get eight hundred yards of offense, give him the Heisman. All you have to look Unless at is, he can do is that, compare compare JD's numbers to uh, Johnny Manziel's numbers. All I know is or one Joe of them. Burrow, one, one of them yeah. had to leave Burrow, the SEC yeah. to win, and one of them came to the SEC to win. So get fucked. Bro. Uh, <laughs> do us all I a love favor. That. Do us yes, all a sir. favor. Uh, so. TJ Finley took your job in Auburn. He couldn't play at LSU. He transferred out because Jaden came in. Get fucked, Bo Nix. Get fucked the entire Northwest, the fucking Pac well, 2, on, Pac 12, on. whatever they are. Hey, listen. Bo Nix hadn't won Sorry. it yet, so you don't have to get that pissy about it. Sorry, uh, no. Twitter gets me riled up. Yeah, I know. Well, okay. You know, it's, and I haven't okay. been drinking tonight. It's okay. I know. You can hit the bleep button on that if you want to. Jay. No, I want to get fucked button. No. All right. Um, so. Uh, LSU, by the way, what, one last question and a quick response, Cord, because you know we just came out of talking about a potential rivalry, at least in my mind. I think Tennessee uh, Vanderbilt is now a rivalry based on what I saw Saturday. Maybe it's wishful thinking. I don't know. Uh, but LSU and Texas A&M. No, okay, yeah, everybody's looking at me. Texas A&M and LSU. You mentioned it last week, kind of a forced rivalry. Uh, how? How is that from from a rivalry perspective, uh, with the vibe and feeling of that game? I mean, it's 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 from, it's, from an LSU it's, as clo- it's as close as we've got to to something. Um, you know, Bama compared to Ole Miss, the last years, but just because it's not of, Alabama. Though. I mean, yeah, I mean, but Ole Miss there's history there, but but Bama Bama wasn't that until Saban got there. You yeah. know, and obviously it, now it's a 15, 20 year run at the or almost twenty year run at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like it. I don't know when. I don't know who we're gonna play on rivalry weekend anymore. Yeah, because Texas um, and Texas A and M will probably. Yeah, they're gone. We're playing Texas A and M on October twenty sixth next year. So, um, who, who, well, let me let me just ask you this: who who would you want to be your rivalry weekend? I mean, you can't. There's there's nobody cool to put there. Like. We're not going to put Bama there because they got the Iron Bowl. No, they, they have but, a more no, important. No, I'm not asking based on what's happened. I'm just asking from an LSU perspective, who would you put as your number one? I would love Ole Miss. One? I would love Ole Miss. 
That'd be great. Well, then that I fucking have, hate them. Yeah. Okay. And it's rivalry weekend, and that's uh, you mentioned earlier used to that be, used um, to be a big rivalry. Yeah. But I mean, they're not going to take away that egg bowl, you know, on Thanksgiving night. You know, all 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 twenty five thousand people go to those two stadiums in Mississippi. <laughs> hey, CD Tennessee game. accepts. Let's do it. Yeah, come on, let's make that a permanent one. I'm fuck. We got to play Vandy. <laughs> <laughs> that's our goddamn that's Super Bowl. Hey, we get, that's I'm me and JP can't we'll talk give next year. We have Vandy Lafayette. next year. Yeah. Okay, you want to see somebody get hurt? That'd be bad. Those fucking dick envy bastards over there. Wes Brown, you son of a bitch. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on. New coaches coming into the SEC. Uh, Mike Elko. It is Mike, I think. Yeah, Elko, Duke, uh, and former Texas A&M defensive coordinator. First $2 million man as a coordinator, by the way, uh, for Jimbo. Is the new Aggie head coach also uh, Jeff Levy or Levy, depending on uh, your dialect, uh, former Oklahoma, uh, and and that's where he came from. Actually, he was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, and that's where he played. But he's leaving his alma mater to go back to a place where he was under Lane Kiffin, to, um, or a to state rather, rival. a state, a state yeah. where he was there under Lane under Kiffin. Kiffin. Yes, yeah. a yeah. state under um, Lane Kiffin. Back to Mississippi to be the uh, Mississippi State head coach. So, Elko to A&M, uh, Libby to uh, Mississippi State, uh, the newest uh, uh, SEC head coaches. Because earlier, we, as we talked about, Petrino at Arkansas. We talked about that, though. Go ahead. I may be a dumbass, but I love the Levy. I love the Levy hire, too. That's like, what does I was that affect say. Will Rogers? Was, I, you know, he, I think he has a chance to pull back out. He, he, out he announced that he was going to go to the portal. portal. He can come back. Yeah. He, well, the starts until next week. Levy's going to let him eat it. Yeah. He's, I a, I mean, so. he, he's a kid from the sophomore. He was also under uh, – he had one more really, really offensive-minded head coach. And I can't, uh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, Riley. Yeah. Riley. Lincoln yeah. Riley. Yeah. I mean, Did he play under Riley? Who did he play under? No, no. He's older than Riley. Yeah, he played under Stoops. Stoops, I yeah. imagine Oklahoma. But dude, dude's an offensive wizard. I think it's a great hybrid. Did he play State. with Heupel, by the way? Uh, uh, or was he like right behind him? I would say he's. <laughs> he's got were they, close, the, were though, they right? the right and left guard of that team? Good God! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bold to say about a Heisman finalist. Hey, you, you just you just wait till age hits you. <laughs> Looks like he fucking ate the Heisman trophy. <laughs> Anyway, I'm with Wes. I, I love Levy Hire. I think oh, Levy Hire is solid too. Uh, I mean, I, uh, it, it's kind of in house, you know, it, a guy that knows but the culture. What about, take, let's let's step back from the Elko Hire, which I, I think Elko done a phenomenal job taking over Cutcliffe at Duke. The two years he had, I think he went 16 and 9, 16 and 7, something like that. He took, he, he took there, over yeah, a bad the, program. A bad program, and what he was able to turn around and be productive and be competitive in big games against bigger and better competition yep. was really, really uh, impressive. Over during the NIL yep. deal, I mean, uh, he, he made some big Duke, moves and, I mean, and was yeah. able to score yeah. points. Yeah. I mean, you look at you know uh, just off the top of my head, and Cord's going to roll his eyes, but look at Notre Dame game this year. You know, they didn't think with <laughs> Riley Leonard not necessarily playing in the game, didn't know if he was they were going to be able to compete in that, and he had those guys ready to go on a bum ankle of Riley Leonard, and, and I think he'll do cool stuff at Mississippi State. I think one of the things too about that one about I was talking about Levy is with him going back, Levy being there, it, it gives that radiation back to Mike Leach style of uh, offense. Yeah. Yeah. Getting those involved. Thing. That's who he's got. And then you look at Elko at A&M, it gets back to kind of the, the like we're going we're gonna to be a defensive team, but we're going to be a complete team on the offensive side of the ball. We're going to be universal. We're going to be able to throw the ball when we need to throw the ball. We're going to be able to run the ball when we need to run the ball. And, and I think Elko does a good job. 
One thing I want to talk about that is is what about like the the Greg Schiano treatment of Mark Stoops? <laughs> Damn it, you had they had. Like I mean, I'm like down was, to like one thing left for my second. We already talked about mine too. We'll just reiterate them. But I mean, no, seriously yeah, though, I mean, just, it, was, it just goes to show that down to the it just goes to show hour? that Ross Bjork did not. Ross Bjork thought he was going to get to make the hire, and then those guys that gave. 75 76 million dollars to get Jimbo out of town said hold on buddy if we're gonna keep writing these kind of fucking checks we got some say so and with the blowback we're getting on Twitter um, we're not taking Stoops and I think Stoops would have been a great hire I, I, I'm not I, Stoops says some dumb things in the media but he's a pretty good football coach I will say that coach, I, I like you can it. win up there man yes because he's, he's gonna have that there. backing that yeah. he didn't have at Kentucky Exactly. So he could have been successful there, but if it was truly just that media war, I mean, the football team is only behind the Yale leaders there. So it's I've seen as, a lot of people say they get more man. Can we talk Mark about and Elko? And I disagree with that because of what Elko's done at Duke, he's got that proven in a very short period of time. So I do think that's a good hire. But I wouldn't have been if I was an A and M fan. I, I mean, I wouldn't have been against the Stoops hired necessarily. Can we talk about how big of a cult Texas A&M is? You got the yell leaders and all of a sudden Elko's up there and they're, they're swaying and chanting and singing. Y'all need to go oh, to like, College like, Station. Man. It's the worst. It is the worst. <laughs> like, man. like they, like they would, they treated like us all hundred thousand. They are weird. Like, as like, fuck. Like, like I respect it. You are all yeah. bought in. Everybody's bought when, in around there. But say, if you're not you, a part of the group, when you say weird, fun. I mean, you, you said treated you great, and and you know, court obviously had uh, had a cut in the court on it last week and was uh, very emotional about it. But uh, Wes, you talking about what? I don't even remember that before every game. So what what, you when you say weird and treated you well give us a little insight to that Wes have you seen any videos of these yell leaders yeah the way no, they, I, understand, I, like, I see what they oh, do and I that know is, somebody didn't listen that is I know some it's fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that is it's some fucky, whack, oh, fucking wacky ass shit dude but all like, hundred thousand of them do that, that shit that, in the is, is it just that is that the only thing that's throwing they all wear off? their like the rings they all wear their rings at all time, like like it's a national championship ring, like their graduation ring, like it's a fucking high school class ring. They'll be ninety years old, like showing that shit. It's just everything about they think everything is just. I mean, don't you, Wes, don't tell you me want I'm that wrong. Though? No, no, I mean you want no. that if you're part yeah. of the program, but when you're the outside looking in, that's weird as fuck. Yeah, you fucking nerds. We just then, guy that works for us. I'm, I tell him every week. I'm like, get your LSU shit off, bro. You cannot wear an LSU shirt with that stupid ass ring on. Take it off. One of the two's got to go. I think that proves kind of the point there. Just I mean, you kind of have your own thing at LSU. No. Tennessee. No, we got a bunch yeah, of I mean, dumb everybody drunk has motherfuckers. Well, that, well, that's your thing, yeah. I might be one of them. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you know, Elko to A and M. You know, we, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, obviously, de- defense is, is his thing, but um, you know, his, his offenses were able to uh, to compete as as Trevor just mentioned a minute ago uh, throughout throughout this season without uh, uh, was it yeah Riley Leonard 
Kevin Johns as his offensive coordinator, and I haven't heard who he's – is he bringing Kevin Johns with him? Is Who's who's, who's going to be his offensive coordinator? Because ultimately, when you get a defensive guy, that's the question. Who's your offensive coordinator? When you get an offensive coach, who's your I defensive coordinator? I have no idea the who cool, bring, but the cool thing – $11 million to work million with. $11 million. That's the, fucking the, awesome. The assistant pool, Wes, I, I cut you off. I'm sorry, but that's no, exactly that's where I was going with it, was $11 million for assistant coaches, support staff, and football operations. That that is a program after having a seventy six million dollar buyout that is committed to winning, one way or the other. You, yeah, you cannot say that they are not committed to winning. They are they are literally and figuratively bought. I think in, Elko right? will sit down with some of his brass and some of his inside circle, and they will figure out who they want in College Station, and that's who will come because they're able to write the check for it. So good, good we'll hire then. Good hire then. We think we think this is an yeah. This is I don't an have hire. For it. I, I'm I, out. Think it, I think I think it's good. good. I think we're all sitting here saying like, what hey, did it do, man? Don't hate it. And and we mentioned Levy, good hire Vegas. Uh, I think if Vegas. you're an A and M fan, you're just looking at a guy that won a national championship at Florida State, and you're coming in, you're painting this uh, uh, crazy amount of money, absurd, and then you just fired him for seven and gave him seventy six million dollars, and it's like, hey, we've got to do something to correct it. And and that's what exactly what me and Wes said. The the eleven million dollar assistant football operation pool is that commitment of saying, I don't care what you have to do, who you have to hire, go get me a three million dollar offensive coordinator. What? Go get me. Go get who was you the want. first two million dollar get me, yeah, defensive get, coordinator. Get me who you that's want. That's the whole reason. That's the whole reason Jimbo Jimbo get, took that job. Give me the quarterback coach that can raid that portal and develop one guy or or because here's the thing. With, with when Elko will build there, they will attack the portal like no other with their backers. Well, and then uh, he, uh, that he will recruit. He will be able to recruit like a Hopple recruits with the resources they have at A and M, like Hopple has at Tennessee. And you will build that continuity of getting it up and continues to have this influx of talent from the high school rankings. They have to continue to attack the portal and keep their cats out of the portal. And I think Elko does that. But, but shout out to Texas A and M. I mean. Uh, they kind of learned from their mistakes. What what was Elko getting? Six and a half? Seven. Seven. Yeah. But his incentives yeah. are, are pushing yeah. him past what Jimbo yeah. have. So, I mean, hey, you come here, you win. I mean, you, you can be making some big bucks. Yeah. There you go. Well, having just recently been in that area, uh, flying into Houston and uh, going to Sam Houston, but uh, Huntsville and, and very close to College Station, there's plenty of money because, my God, oil rigs and oil tankers are everywhere in that part of the world. There's they plenty find of, one of those. Plenty just, of money. Just wait plenty till that Saudi money starts flowing in. Oh, stop it. All right. Oh. Hey, we got our features coming up next. Southern Roots Football Show. Fucking live to it.